You're listening to Irish Radio Canada. This year, particularly, James Joyce, while we have Bloomsday commemorated every year, this year it is commemorating 100 years since Joyce published Ulysses. And he had difficulty getting it published. The Bloomsday Festival running in Montreal will be from June 11 to June 16. And part of that normally is when Joyce, uh, Leopold Bloom, did his one-day escapade around Dublin. And uh, people like to celebrate on the 16th. And the artistic director of the Montreal Festival Bloomsday Montreal is Kathleen Fee. And Kathleen is here with me. We've chatted with Kathleen before. It's great to have you back. Great to see you again, Kathleen. Well, it's wonderful to be here again, Austin. Thank you very much for inviting me. And we've had two years where things have been virtual. And, you know, one could say that when you read James Joyce, you're in a virtual world anyway. But people actually like to sit around and interact with each other when they engage about Joyce. Oh, they do. And it's extraordinary that the online opportunities for reading groups have expanded over the past two years. We have had in Montreal a Finnegan's Wake reading group. We've met at the Westmount Public Library for four, honestly, because of the, the COVID, I can't remember whether it was in person, whether it's four years altogether or two years of the, you know, I'm, I'm in the COVID fog like everybody else. Um, but anyway, we met in person around a table at the Westmont Public Library. We were able to really enjoy each other. You know, there were dependent. Sometimes there would be 15 people. Sometimes it'd be 25. And uh, we all had uh, our, our opinions and, and contributions to the book. Um, but what's happened now with Ulysses groups, I'm sure you're aware and some of your, your listeners will be aware that they have become international. Our reading group, uh, we've just started a Ulysses reading group led by Jamie Solomon, who's just great. Uh, We've got people from Texas. We've got people from New York who are involved. It's just fantastic. So the opportunities that Zoom and the web have created uh, for really spreading the word and getting people to participate are extraordinary. And, of course, there's some, nothing like being face-to-face with somebody. This year, um, in our festival, we're going to be doing hybrid events. You want to come out, you can come to most of the events in person, and uh, most of them are also going to be uh, live-streamed on the web as well. Kathleen, one of the things about something like Ulysses, Finnegan's Wake included, all those literature like that, is that it can be difficult to read it on your own. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it really does make a difference to hear it and see it at the same time. Um, and uh, that's one of the big advantages. And I know there are a number of uh, international broadcasts now that are encouraging that sort of thing. The language of Ulysses is, for many, it would be a challenge. And we're reared to pay attention to grammar pay attention to paragraphs, to pay attention to certain type of constructs, which Joyce throws out the window in in many ways. Well, it's really interesting that you say that because, of course, Joyce was writing at the same time as Picasso was painting in in Paris and uh, uh, Stravinsky and Diaghilev and all of these people were were composing uh, their music and their ballets, which just tore the classics to shreds. Why? Because... It had already been done, and they wanted to go further. I remember when I was first exposed to Picasso, I was shocked and horrified. And then I saw the paintings from his blue period. And my thought immediately was, 
Well, the guy could paint. Why didn't he keep on painting those nice paintings? The thing is, those paintings, paintings like that had been done for hundreds of years. Uh, Joyce, of course, we know could write clear prose, perhaps more beautifully than many other people. But it had been done before. And they were just looking to find a new way of expressing stuff. And uh, goodness knows they did. And it's it's tough to read. The first time you're exposed to Picasso, it's, it's horrifying. And it's not that it doesn't remain horrifying and ugly, but you can see beyond the ugliness and beyond the weirdness into something something new, something fresh. And it's so fascinating that people still find it fresh 100 years after his publication. One of the presenters at our academic panel is Andre Ferlani. He talks about a sound walk and the experience of being in the city and just absorbing the sounds rather than trying to filter them out, just really getting present to it. And he talks about um, he's been spending COVID in the country and listening to bird song. And of course, some bird song we might think is beautiful and others we may think, you know, it's a crow. It's But it's all bird song. It all means something and it all communicates in some way. This year, because you're getting back where you can interact with human yeah. beings again face-to-face and do the <laughs> hybrid, uh, I'm sure the excitement is really building. Oh, everybody's very, very excited about being back in person, yes. Um, of course, we have no idea how many people are actually going to show up. Um, we, you know, we're, we're watching our registrations on our website very carefully, um, and, uh, events are filling up, but it has been, it was certainly a, a concern. So how are registrations looking? Oh, they're looking good. People are, people are coming in and, uh, yeah, we've got some really, really interesting events. Um, uh, you know, of course, we do the readings that so mm-hmm. many that everybody does on the 16th. We take the novel and uh, we have dramatic readings by groups of people um, on the 16th at the Westmont Public Library. Before then, we have uh, a couple of concerts, all having to do with uh, Irish music. We have talks. We have. We're so excited. The um, Irish ambassador to Canada is doing our opening event. He's in conversation with um, Professor John McCourt, who's a big Joycean. There's a couple of other events like that. So you're running from, <laughs> excuse me, you're running from the 11th to the 16th. Right. So that's giving you a Saturday to a Thursday, and Thursday is Bloomsday itself. Keeping the momentum for five days was your job. Well, yeah, and of course, it's tricky because we started on a weekend, and that's when people are available, mm-hmm. so that's where we packed most of the events in, and uh, then finding a day where we have access to uh, facilities for the academic panels, uh, that really depends on the universities. We were not, not able to get into Concordia this year right. because of their continued COVID restrictions, but fortunately, McGill... Uh, has given us uh, a room on Sherbrooke Street West. So we're delighted to be there. And we're going to have academic panels in the morning and the afternoon on the Monday. And then in the evening on Monday, Louise Cochon, who is our treasurer and has been involved with Bloomsday since the very beginning, she's going to be giving um, a, a, a 
a creative writing workshop, which we're calling Discover Your Inner Joyce. And uh, she's given this workshop before at the University of Montréal with, to great success. So we're really looking forward to that. Right. So when you do kick off, as you said, the, you have the ambassador kicking off, and that would have been yesterday. Yes. Uh, yes. And we also have the, the walk. Uh, Donovan King, uh, had a walk, uh, in through old Montreal. He has a, he, it's called Haunted Montreal. Right. And uh, so he, he did this Haunted Montreal walk with a, with a little bit of an Irish twist. Right. And, uh, Sunday, uh, what was on the agenda? Well, we have the brunch, uh, Sunday morning at uh, the Burgundy Lion. You know what? We made the deposit in 2019. And they held on to our $150 deposit for three years. Okay. And here we are. We're finally getting to uh, to be there in person. So that's great. And then this evening, there's this fabulous concert um, that uh, at the Unitarian Church in, in Montreal. It's such a gorgeous church. Beautiful, beautiful venue. I don't think the building was built 25 years ago. Really airy and open, gorgeous. And they have an extraordinary piano, uh, an antique piano, um, all of which is great. But what we're actually doing is these two premieres. The first event um, is a suite of songs written in 1943 by a long forgotten composer named Thomas de Hartmann. Uh, he was in Paris, he was trapped in Paris uh, with his wife during the Nazi occupation, and uh, the Nazis had taken over his house, so he and his wife were living in some little house in the suburb somewhere, hiding out, but there was a piano there, so there was nothing else to do. He composed some music. He had a copy of uh, Ulysses in French, and so he composed a suite of songs using uh, Joyce's words. He also composed to uh, some some words of uh, Proust and... Anyway, I mean, that's what he did. His wife was a singer and he was a pianist and uh, they used to concertize. So that's that's what he did. And it's a fascinating, fascinating suite of songs. Um, six, uh, six commentaires sur Ulysse de James Joyce. Um, it was written to the words in French because that's all he had available. It's mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. order an English copy in the middle of the war. Um, so he had his French copy and, uh, you know, they found the right passages and transcribed the music and stuff like that. And then the second part of the evening is this terrific little play. It's a one act play written by Debbie Weiss, Weiss. Sorry, she pronounces it Weiss. Debbie Weiss of Boston. And it is an imaginary conversation between James Joyce and Marcel Proust over a bottle of wine or maybe two bottles of wine. And it's just great. You know, the two greatest writers of the 20th century uh, encounter each other and they discuss and they compare and they complain about their own illnesses and they kind of jockey positions. And it's a really charming little play. And, uh, you know, if you don't know much about Joyce, you don't know much about Proust, you're going to end up after an hour of listening to this knowing a heck of a lot more than you did. And it's very, very entertaining. Kathleen, it would be remiss if we didn't comment that um, it's strangely coincidental, unfortunately, that when you said this was written during the war, that I understand Thomas de Hartmann was Ukrainian. Yes. And um, so appropriate 
that you were able to present this at this time? It is. It is. Of course, we had we had no idea that this was going to happen. Geraldina Mendez, who is the uh, singer um, who found the music, she had been looking for words for some music that was written to the words of James Joyce, um, actually studied in Ukraine. She's Venezuelan and she went to Ukraine and studied at the conservatory there. Uh, the Tchaikovsky, I'm sorry, I think it's the Tchaikovsky Conservatory. So she got her master's in piano performance there. And um, interest, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but the long story short, the rights to the, to the music are owned by a man here in Montreal. She looked for six months and finally found the owner of the rights. I mean, she had actually transcribed the music from a record that she heard, from a recording that she heard online. But, you know, she didn't want to perform it without mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. rights. So she found this guy, and he has the original manuscript uh, of from Thomas de Hartman. And in the in the manuscript, he's got notes in uh, in Russian and Ukrainian and stuff like that. Well, of course, Geraldina speaks Ukrainian, and the guy who has the 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 manuscript, he actually learned Russian in order to be able to read uh, letters from de Hartmann. He's the um, He's the heir of Thomas de Hartmann, and he is also an archivist. He's got stacks and stacks of of uh, letters and stuff like that. Other stuff was de- de- donated by Thomas de Hartmann's widow to Yale, and other stuff was in Ukraine and Moscow. I don't suppose there's going to be much of that left. So I'm they- sure. I'm sure that um, Thomas Daly, who is the the heir, must be thrilled that this is being performed at this occasion. He's he's. Over the moon. It's, you know, he, you know, when Geraldine managed to get in touch with him, he was so, so pleased to hear that somebody was interested and that we were actually going to perform this. And in fact, he lives a block away from the venue, from the Unitarian Church. (laughs) So when you do mention the venue, so you mentioned the Unitarian Church. So it Mm -hmm. is going to be performed where and at what time. And it's a good time for us to say if someone wants to get tickets for that, if there are tickets available, where they might actually get tickets for that. Well, you go to the, our website, bloomsdaymontreal.com. And at the top, uh, in a strip on the top of the website, you'll see, click here to see our events and register. And so that's what you do. And you go down to the event, which is the gala concert on Sunday night. And it's at 8 p.m. at the Unitarian Church, which is on De Maisonneuve, Boulevard de Maisonneuve West. Um, I don't have the exact address, but it's it's across from uh, it's across from the Vendome Metro. So very very easily accessible by public transportation. Uh, I wouldn't recommend taking your car because, needless to say, this is Montreal and parking is kind of hard to find. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's there at 8 p.m. And it's free. Of course, we'd be delighted if you gave us a donation, but it is free. And you can attend in person and you can register uh, also to attend online to our live stream. Indeed. And that is one I should be putting on my calendar to try and get in and listen to on the live stream. I hope um, so then I, we talked about Monday. 
and uh, what you've gone on on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I see you're doing the cutting edge uh, creation, innovation, carving a path. What's going on there? Well, that's entirely online. We have two pre-recorded interviews. One is with our founder, David Sherman, who um, over 11 years ago, this, this is our 11th season, 11th year, but he and his wife, Judith, uh, who unfortunately died last year, the year before, was a great, great loss to us. Uh, they attended Bloomsday in Dublin. He's been a lifelong fan of, of James Joyce and Ulysses. And they kind of said, well, why don't we have something like that in Montreal? Well, a couple of years later, we did. Um, and uh, he's he was the founder. And so we're going to have um, an interview with him so that he can really tell us what was the origin? What was what was it all about? What was the spark? And how does he see this? And where does he see this going? Um, because, you know, we don't know how long Montreal Bloomsday is going to last, but we know that uh, James Joyce's Ulysses is going to keep going. It's been around for 100 years. Um, so he's going to be interviewed by Anne Lewis, who is a former broadcaster and now a writer. Uh, here in Montreal. She was our spotlight writer last year. There was there is an interview online that you can find if you look at our past events with Anne Lewis. Anne Lewis was born in Belfast. Um, but uh, yeah, so and she's here. And then after that, that's going to be followed by this wonderful uh, talk interview with Rachel McCrum, also from Northern Ireland, also now based in Montreal. Rachel McCrum is a Renaissance woman. She does so many things in the arts. She's a poet. She's a workshop leader. She's a performer. She's a real inspiration to people from all ages. And we're really, really looking forward to hearing what Rachel has to say about her career and where she thinks is, is she, she thinks she sees things going. Um, that's really what we wanted to create with this event, you know, looking back, looking forward, um, because Joyce was a person always looking forward. He was really informed by the past, but he was always looking forward. New technology, new everything. He was he was cutting edge in his own way. I mean, heck, he, he started the first cinema in 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 Ireland. That's pretty amazing. So we want to keep looking forward and using the technology as much as we can to, I don't know, just make the world a better place. I know I'm a little bit of a little bit of a Pollyanna, but I believe that with with uh, people really get into the art arts, their their lives are going to be improved. Um, I know I had the opportunity to chat with Rachel. It's Did been you? a few yeah yeah it's been a few years now, and we talked about uh, what her writing and her performing. And uh, it was a wonderful conversation, um, but it was really enjoyable. And uh, then I see on Wednesday you have some music lined up. That's right. Uh, Kate Bevan Baker has been associated with Bloomsday for a couple of years. She's a classical violinist, trained as a classical violinist, but her true love is fiddling. So she just converts her violin to a fiddle. And uh, she's part of a number of groups. And she's um, she and her friend, Emily Brûlé, formed a group that they call Archetype Trad. The L'Archet, an Archet is a bow in French, 
And so they use the word archetype um, as a sort of play on words. And uh, they are using traditional tunes from uh, Eastern Canada and Ireland and England and Scotland and putting their own twist to it. They also, each of them is a composer in her own right. So they are going to give us a concert. The exciting thing is that uh, as we speak, they are just completing their the recording of their first album together. Of course, both of them have record, done quite a bit of recording separately, but this is the very first album uh, that uh, will be coming out for Archetype Trad. And uh, they're off somewhere. Some be- somebody has lent them a beautiful house with a beautiful piano and a beautiful view for the two of them to record their album. And uh, they'll be fresh from that when they come to uh, the Westmount Baptist Church right on Sherbrooke Street across from uh, Victoria Hall to perform. And we're also going to have a surprise guest. Mm. But I'm not going to say any more, but there will be definitely a surprise guest. Excellent. So then, of course, Thursday is the big day. Yeah. Uh, it's Bloomsday. And I see you get underway at 11 a.m. with two hours of readings. Yes, we have uh, two hours of readings. Uh, well, yeah, well, we, two, we, we read, then we... Oh, oh, I'm looking at my timeline on my, on my uh on my schedule here and I think it's a bit bit wrong. Anyway, um yeah, so there's there's readings, there's two sets of readings actually. Uh in the the morning then there's the a lunch break and then there's some more readings and then my reading actually gets underway. I I do Molly Bloom's Reverie. Yep. yep. Uh I'm going to start at uh, at 3:15. Ah, okay, okay. And, like so yeah, it's a little bit balled up on the and, uh, on the and, and and then the um, the party gets out and starts to weave its way somewhere here and there. No. Well, we're gonna we're just gonna stay in the Westmount room, which is where we're having the readings, and uh, you know we're gonna serve tea and cakes and whatever else we can find. Uh, and you know, if there's a little bit of uh, people going on to one of the Irish pubs downtown, that'd be fine too. But um, uh, our festival is gonna close at the Westmount Library around quarter so to the, five. The Surrey to Quebec do not need to be concerned. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Um, the, the interesting thing about um, well, our brunch at uh, at the Burgundy Lion is they have a collection of Irish. They've got over thirty Irish whiskies to choose from. Okay. So does that is that a thimble full of thirty, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've been I've invited uh, I've invited the the actors to come, but I think they're they're just going to stay home and get ready for the show tonight. Right. Fantastic. So, Kathleen, one of the things you you mentioned earlier on and is highly impressive, and that is that I sense that all these events are free, and that is is there any event that there is a charge from, or is everything free? Uh, no, there were three. Well, the, the yesterday's uh, walk, yeah. uh, Donovan King, uh, it was $20. He didn't want to raise his right rates because of, uh, you know, people are, people are suffering after the COVID. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the gourmet meal last night at Appetite for Books, um, Jonathan Chung, I, I don't know whether you know him, but anyway, he's, he's got this wonderful shop, Appetite for Books. 
and he prepares a meal in front of you, and then you get to eat it. So you get a lesson, a cooking lesson, and you get a meal, and you get a cookbook. Okay. Uh, normally he charges 100, well, he is charging $150, right. but we are, are supplementing that, uh, subsidizing it, I should say, for um, $50. So they, our guests will only be paying 100 Right. And there's a maximum of 10 people. And you have to pay for the brunch as well this morning uh, that people are people are just pay at the restaurant. But everything else is uh, is free. We are very, very fortunate in having the support of Canadian Heritage and a number of other organizations here in Montreal and Quebec, the Zeller Foundation. And, uh, of course, many individuals who just feel that this is a cause that they can they can uh, contribute to. We're, of course, we're a charitable organization, so you get a tax receipt. And uh, again, the website is bloomstermontreal.com, and it lists all the events. And um, uh, I know, as you, we said, like that. Well, this is the feature event of the year that you are working to have a number of other events later on in the year. And as that happens, we can always touch base rather than cause confusion. Oh, right. And when, when people do go to the website, there is some, um, after they look at the, the list of events, uh, they can immediately see previous events. We had mm-hmm. a, a play reading in February, and uh, we had Kate Beddenbaker and her other group uh, performing on, in October and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Lots of interesting stuff. Kathleen Fee, Artistic Director of Bloomsday Montreal. Thanks a million for taking the time. It's been brilliant connecting with you again and chatting with you. Oh, thank you, Austin. It really is great. And and congratulations on keeping this going. I think it's fabulous that that you do this, that you keep the Irish community and the diaspora connected. Thank you.